All right, Kyle, before we get into the next episode of Silky and Filthy, playoff edition, play in, in edition, whatever you want to fucking call it. Kyle, I got to tell you, the Chicago Blackhawks, Edmonton Oilers playing while we record this. What are your thoughts on the Chelsea Dagger? I'm not I'm not scared of it anymore, you know? I've, I even heard Kevin BX to talk about how that song still hurts him. And I, I was going to go in on him, but then I just realized I'm just a watcher. You know, he's a player, so it, it hurts him deeper because he was in there. He was bleeding over that song. But for me personally, as a fan and an observer, I'm over it. I'm over it. And to be honest, to be honest, I'm actually excited to listen to the whole song. I've never listened to the whole song. Is it a classic rock song? No, no, it's not classic oh. rock. It's from like the late no, 2000s, I, I guess. Oh, okay. But yeah, is it, it uh, was a newer song at the time. Like it, it kind of just came out when the Blackhawks started using it. No way. Yeah, yeah. And was it a hit? Yeah, a it was hit a song? hit. Yeah, for sure. I, I Like I think not like a huge top 40 hit, but it was kind of in like the alternative rock radio and everything like that. Damn, is that it's a great we, fucking song though, man. Is that what we're doing? That's what we're on doing. On the Nux Misconduct right Network, now. our NHL-centric show. We're talking about fucking Chelsea Dagger. There are people mad at us right now. They're hating this. They're turning it off because they're not over it. Hey, it's the Nux Misconduct Network. Honest people, honest uh, podcast that's network. That's what we say. It's a great song. Go listen to it if you haven't heard it yet. Or just watch this Blackhawks-Oilers game because you know what? They are... Um, they're, you're going to hear that song a few times because there's a lot of goals in this fucking series. Okay. And okay. lots of things to talk about okay. on Silky and Filthy. Okay. Playoffs are back. Holy shit. Kyle, let's get into it, man. Silky and Filthy, baby. Let's go. Welcome, 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 all you Silky Studs, to another episode of Silky and Filthy. I'm Trevor Beggs. He's Kyle Bowen. This show, part of the Nux Misconduct Network, four shows on the network. Go get that damn network. You'll make your hockey life a little bit better. Kyle. Straight up. I'm so happy that we're doing this, man. Doing what? This podcast. Oh. <laughs> August Hockey. Let's go, man. It's been awesome. This has been awesome for his five days. Dude, I've loved it. It's... I have the work at home life right now. I haven't been oh, to the office once this week. You are living the best Hockey life on ever. all day. It's just Yo, perfect. Can I tell the people something? Kyle Bowen talking to you. That's Trevor Beggs. This is Silky and Filthy. You're home for puck talking bullshit on the Nux Misconduct Network. Hey, let me tell the people this. Okay, listen, listen, listen. I was home on Monday, BC Day. Shout out to the West Coast. Best Coast. West Coast, best coast. I stayed on the couch from 9 in the morning till 2 p.m. And... That, that normally drives me nuts. I'm fucked up. Can't, can't relax sometimes. Something's wrong with me, okay? Gotta chill out because that's, that's life too. Balance, baby, balance. I'm chilling, chilling on the couch, watching hockey for what? What is that? Six hours? Seven hours? Yeah, it's about five hours. And you know what? I, I, did the, <laughs> I love it. Look at my math, baby. I did the exact same thing on Monday too. It was about 9.30 to 2, about four and a half hours. I just sat there on the couch. How awesome. a little bit, but mainly watching hockey. How awesome was that? Yeah, the Canucks weren't even playing. Yeah, I know. That was that was post Canucks loss, but that was that was the life I want to live, man. That, honestly, bro, <laughs> that that you work so hard in your life, you live in in the city of Vancouver, right? Everyone's living around you. Everyone's everyone's happy around you, and you could just take days off and just work from home, or just work on the fly, or just make money by walking. And 
get to like just watch Hawk for hours and hours and hours now. With that being said, okay, I'm getting way too ahead of myself. This is just a unique scenario. It's not going to happen in later parts in life. I'm missing out on something that I am so jealous of. Those people who don't work eight to fours right now for, you know, actually, can I say jealous? That's a dick thing to say. We're, we're talking about the pandemic. Hey, let me say this, Trevor. Do you feel guilty at all? Because I'm telling you, sports, man, they're making me forget about some things sometimes, yo. The world's fucked right now. I think we all know about the bad that's going on in the world. Do I do we? think that sports is, is a good distraction from, you know, some of the daily coronavirus talk or Trump doing something stupid or watch, you know, Netflix for the fucking umpteenth time. Or Lebanon. It is something, it is something better to do, something to engage, something you can relate with people on as well, right? Because there's a lot of sports fans out there enjoying it as well. So I think sports gives people conversation. It gives them a chance to connect. So I do think there's actually a lot of value in having sports on. Uh, at the end of the day, it is a lot of guys getting paid money just to play a game. But, you know, I do think there's an intrinsic value of, you know, bonding with other people over hockey. You and I are here in this studio Talk about hockey, socially distant still. Dude, are we? Maybe. You don't know. You don't know. Hey, it's borderline. I, I genuinely meant that because I caught myself. I, I literally said, I am jealous of those who are able to stay home, blah, blah. Dude, people are staying home right now because there's a pandemic. You know what it's I'm true. saying? I'm, I'm in the there's a reason, because of that too. There's a reason why there are morning games because we're in a pandemic. A pandemic. It's just bizarre and it's. It's uh, maybe it's the inhumane part of me that just is envious of those again who get to stay home and watch hockey. It's 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 that feeling. And when the team that that you you, you cheer for, that you grew up appreciating the game for is in the dance, it, it feels different. Now, Trevor, let me ask you this. Honest person, honest podcast, the Nux Misconduct Network. I haven't watched much hockey over the last five years. And I, I would even push that to seven, straight up. 2011, 2012, just really wrecked me. And everything else was so boring. Tortorella, Desjardins in the, city of the in the city of Vancouver, West Coast, Best Coast. Everything was so boring, I'm just turned off. So maybe I'm jumping the gun when I'm saying this, but is this not the most, most rough playoff hockey has been in a long time? Am I tripping out? Because why am I seeing fights and possible suspensions, and spears, and, and big hits, and Pedersen punt. You know what I'm talking about? There's a lot of things going on right now. Is this, is this, is this different? I do think it, no, it's definitely different right now. I, I completely agree. On a widespread level, I do think there's more roughness and shenanigans than there were before. And I, I think part of that is because, you know, guys have energy, you know, guys are all rested. And I think there's, People were worried about what was going to happen with no fans in the stands. Well, when you think about it, anyone who's played sports at a competitive level, you don't give a fuck about the fans. You're just playing because you want to win, that. man. I don't know about that. Sometimes you care, man. Sometimes you care. Sometimes you care. You know, I'm saying I play out there. All, pretty much all the hockey I played was like not in front of fans, and you know, <laughs> people still, you know, we still care, man. You still want to win. You me still want to win. It me doesn't too. matter. These guys are competitors. But you think about at that level, like me playing hockey as like a young kid. Compared to the NHL, like these guys are on just a different level. They they want to win. They're at the top in their game, and they're also getting paid a lot of money to do this. Don't forget, they're getting bonus for like every round of the playoffs that they win as well. So I mean, you know, the guys are juiced up. They want to do this, and yeah, that coupled with the energy that guys have from the rest, I think it's, it's making for some great hockey that early on. And maybe them missing their families and just a lot of emotions. Yeah, there's a lot of emotions right now. Yeah, and you're staying in hotel rooms. 
Yeah, exactly. And I and think there's you a, saw those hotel rooms. Yeah, I, I think mean, there's a. <laughs> sorry, you, you want to say what the, what the hotel rooms in Edmonton? It's just, it's there's nothing wrong with them. Trust me, but it's if you're making a long playoff run and you're stuck in there and you're you're away from your family for months, it's it's like that's 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 not easy. No, it's not That's easy, not man. Easy. And it's, it's better than a travel lodge, at least, man. You know, I was at a travel lodge in Alberta once. This was Calgary, not Edmonton. What's granted. the difference? What's the difference? Travel lodge compared to like the JW Marriott. You're talking like a two star hotel versus like a like a four Ooh, or five star hotel. Okay. Yeah, so I was at the travel lodge in Calgary back in 2013. We were playing uh, this drinking game, so we had to pull out this table, like to to put the cards on the table to play this drinking game. Kings Cup, by the way, great game. And okay, um, we pulled okay. the table back and there's a fucking huge dildo underneath this like table that and we were like, what the fuck? And we're all drinking and we pulled back this table and there's like, this giant fucking foot long dildo on the floor. So I, we like after like 20 minutes of laughing, we're eventually like, we got to fucking do something about this. So I, I took a towel from the bathroom and I took this dildo down to uh, the front desk <laughs> and I got to the, the girl line and she's like a kind of a shy, timid girl. And I was like, hey, we got to. We have a dildo in this town that we found in our room. She's like, what? Like, there's, a, there's a dildo in this town. She's like, oh my God. And then she almost didn't believe me. So she opened the town. She looked again. And then she freaked out again. <laughs> but they uh, they moved us rooms and gave us like a night off the room. It was actually, it was actually a great find. Only a night off? Bro, I'm asking for the whole trip. Dude, yeah, I'm suing. Hey, that's no. bullshit. <laughs> okay. You know, you know why I, I'm suing? It's not because I got things against dildos. I don't give a fuck about that. It's because I actually watched a fucking documentary on Netflix called I'm going to run this again. Hey, there's a bullshit. Because okay? <laughs> I know we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. Hey, Silky and Filthy, you're home for puck talking bullshit. I watched a documentary on Netflix called, oh, man, I'm going to forget the name. It starts with the V. Voyager? No. It's with Zac Efron? No. No. <laughs> Boy, that's a big one right now. Apparently, ah uh, no. Okay, it's about is it Voyager? No, it's not Voyager for sure, man. Okay, I'm so stupid. I'm gonna speaking give of people, Voyager. No, no, no. Let me tell you okay, this. This, okay. this story is ridiculous. Okay, it starts. It it starts with the V. The name of this uh, documentary, and it's about a dude who runs a motel, and he's one of those peeping toms. Like he likes to watch everyone in the room have sex. And what oh, he would do- Voyeur. Voyeur, yeah. yes, thank you. I said Voyager. <laughs> hey, so- <laughs> yeah, like a voyeur. A traveler, yeah, yeah. he's still traveling. Traveling through different people's bedrooms in the most disgusting no, the way term possible. You're looking for his voyeur. Yeah, voyeur. Yeah. Okay, he's yeah. a voyeur. So he's, he's peeping on, on all these couples having sex. And one of his ways to get people riled up was by planting dildos oh, in the wow. rooms. And now it didn't work. It, you know, in, in some cases, people like you would go to the front desk and demand a day off. <laughs> like, I'm getting yo, out of there. Why the fuck would you use a dildo that you randomly found? Man? Like, that's, <laughs> that seems very unsanitary, man. Obviously. But I guess people fuck people this, that they, this, that this they just a met. Creepy. So, you this, know. Not a little creepy. This dude's hella creepy. The definition of creepy. Yeah, it's fair fucked enough. up. Okay. okay, so you find the dildo. You take it to the front desk. You get one day off. And uh, why aren't you uh, leaving that? You're not scared? You're just... You're just like it is what it is. I mean, I, I guess so. I, personally, in that situation, like I don't know, I'm I'm probably I'm probably getting out of there. It doesn't, seem like a, it doesn't seem like a great time. That's just interesting, bro. Yeah. That's interesting. It's but not, you know, it's not the uh, most uncommon thing you'd find, right? It's not. It's not. Yeah, I mean, it was something else. I, I, it's I, not I, a gun. Let's hope that these guys don't find any dildos in their hotel <laughs> no, rooms in the bubble, because that would be very unsanitary in <laughs> the coronavirus era. But uh, yeah, that's my Alberta hotel story for the show. <laughs> I've been go. saving that one for there a long time. So unless they bring their own, <laughs> you know? they, that's okay. Hey, that's okay. Hey, they're there for a long time. 
You know, it is what it is. <laughs> oh, man, dildo talk on silky and filthy. Yeah, emphasis on the filthy part for this show right here. Yeah, um, and if, going back to what you were talking about before, uh, the game's being fucking rough, man. That was part of my three tasty takeaways for this show, uh, a staple here on silky and filthy. Two of the other things that I've noticed in the playoffs so far is I thought that the teams with offensive stars might be more ahead because you know teams take a while to get in their structure they haven't practiced in a while they're a bit rusty in that area and it's almost been the exact opposite of what i said because i think teams that play good defense were successful early on and the stars are taking a while to find their hands i think that's been again we're talking about like a two to three game yeah. sample size but early on i think i've noticed that more teams like the islanders teams like you know columbus and minnesota like they're getting dubs early on because guys just seem to be fumbling the puck a bit yeah, and it's it also could go back to it just being playoff hockey, and and that that's somewhat the case uh, with with these star players because the intensity riles up, and these third third and fourth liners, and these big defensemen or just these physical defensemen, they tend to dictate the pace. They tend to dictate the tone early on in these series, and, and that kind of startles some of these star players. Just knocks them off a bit, and and what makes these star players so great is is when they're in rhythm. They're unstoppable. So it takes. It, it makes sense why it would take a while. Again, it, it it makes sense with what you're saying. It being right off the bat, defensive teams, blah blah blah. But it, it may just have something to do with uh, it. It just being playing playoff hockey too. Hey, I almost lost my train of thought there. Hey, we we, we firing baby. We firing silky and filthy baby. Fuck oh, talking bullshit. Well, let's keep firing. My third tasty takeaway, just um, based on what I've seen so far in these playoffs play-ins, anyone can win, honestly. I, I made a quick episode about that this morning on the Nuxbus Connick Network here. Uh, fastest hockey podcast in the world, five minutes. You know, you probably can't even fuck that fast, right? Uh, holy shit, Just dude. kidding, just kidding. You know, what? I know, what do you mean, just kidding? Well, I don't know. Some people can't, so, you know. Some people can't? Like, you could listen to this episode, like, turn it on, like, when you start fucking. Fuck through it, and, like, the episode would just be finishing as you finished. I don't know if... Uh, do you think erotica podcasts are a thing? Yeah, probably. Like phone sex is a thing, so I wouldn't erotica podcast no, be a honestly, thing. Honestly, Pornhub should definitely get into the phone sex game. That, that's all I'm saying because you just blew my mind there. If people like ASMR and enjoy listening to people eating noodles <laughs> and taking bites out of mangoes, okay? Don't do that, children. Don't be like that. There's gonna be there's gonna be phone sex available. On Spotify. On Spotify, nice. This is wow. the dirtiest episode of Silky and Filthy that we've had in a while. Yo, straight up, if you listen to past episodes, the last six or seven, it's strictly hockey talk. It's the green tea, baby. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so anyone can win was my third takeaway. Um, yeah, Montreal, Chicago, anyone could do it right now. Montreal, 2-1 series lead at the time of recording. You know, Arizona's got a 2-1 lead. I think many people were picking Nashville. Uh, we picked the Coyotes here on Silky and Filthy. Kyle, apparently now a fan of the Arizona Coyotes. Yes, because That's I want the a, people of Arizona to stay home. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a great sentiment. I'm just glad to see you making this making this turn. You know, there was a great tweet out. Someone was going to bet on the National Predators. And then as soon as that, they saw that the Coyotes were in their throwback jerseys, they're like, yo, got to bet on the Coyotes. And wow. the Coyotes pull off the dub today. They, so. They're nice jerseys. Yeah. That was actually one thing I think I was right about so far. Because I feel like I've definitely had some wrongs early in this playoffs that I'll get to in a second. But... The Coyotes versus Nashville. Nashville still seems they got a lot of shots today, but the Coyotes just have the better goaltending, better defense. Well, maybe not the better defense. They got well, a shot. Camper's a difference. Can we talk about Darcy Camper? Yeah, he's like a fucking Vesna worthy candidate. In the playoffs, yo, I'm not going to front and say I watch these Arizona Coyotes games. I'm not going to front and, and say I know how Camper looks in net, blah, blah, blah. I just see the stats, I see the tweets, right? 
can 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 he do it? Is he good enough to to win a couple rounds? Because when he's healthy and he's been healthy, when when he's been healthy for what the last fourteen to sixteen months, he's a good goalie, a really good goalie. Yeah, no, he certainly is. I know he's battled some injuries, obviously. Antti Ranta stepped in, and he was fucking awesome as well. You know, top 15 in the NHL in save percentage. But Darcy Kemper, yeah, just one of the best goalies in the league this season. And it showed today. He, did, he had a bit of a rusty game one. Some goals got by him that he probably didn't like. And, and both games are kind of weirdly opposite. Like, the Cowboys were getting the shots early in game one, but they couldn't score. And in game two, it was Nashville getting those chances, but couldn't fucking score. And Darcy Kemper was a big reason why. Arizona Coyotes, man, feeling right about that. One team I was definitely wrong on. Speaking of filthy, the Carolina Hurricanes Ooh. just like trampled over the New York Dude, Rangers. They're good. They're good. They're I, good. And I think I was saying it right. Yeah, good. I, I owe the I owe the Carolina Hurricanes an apology. I owe the fans an apology. Uh, I owe. Yeah, it's just you know I'm sorry. I underestimated you. Carolina. I picked the Rangers. Stacked, and I'm stupid. They're stacked. They're stacked, and they're they're bought in. You know how you know they're bought in? It's 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 when all of their players play play similar. I swear, I watched one of their games. And they all play the same way. They're going balls to the wall. Yeah. Every single shift. And some of their players who choose to go balls to the wall are named Shveshnikov, Teravine, and Aho. That's their top line. They're they're playing just as hard as the Fogels and the Martinooks. So you know, going into that, that series. That's a, that's a dangerous team. Going into that series, everyone was thinking probably about Zabanajad and Panarin in the seasons they had. Sveshnikov, Aho, and Teravainen were way better than any of those two players in the series. Those three guys were fucking incredible. How does Aho do it? He's um, he's just he's almost he a bit more like, complete Johnny Gaudreau. Honestly, I was gonna say he's a bit like Pedersen. He's, yeah, he he's kind of oh. feisty. He's great with the puck. I think I think Pedersen is a little bit more dynamic, but like Aho's cut from that same cloth. I a said very I said guy. Gaudreau only because of size. So that sizeism. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, so, I'm sorry. I, said, I apologize. That's 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 bad. I think Aho is probably close to Pedersen's size. To be honest, I think he's like I, six foot and just skinny. But he, he, if that's the case, and he's, yo, how tall is Pedersen though? Pedersen's not six two. He seems a little taller out there sometimes, man. Yeah, he's fucking lanky as hell, man. And yeah, Sebastian Aho, six foot, one hundred seventy six pounds. What's going on? I Weird think, hockey memory. I think Aho, the way he skates, or the way it's, it seems as, as if he's always hunched over, a little. Maybe I'm tripping out. Hey, you know what? Kyle Bowen, Honest Person, Honest Podcast. I'm watching fucking three Carolina Hurricane games a year and a couple Ajo highlights. And there's been a lot over the last couple of days. Yeah, there, there certainly has been. So the Carolina Hurricanes, as of the time of recording, the only team to be moving on. But do we feel safe making some predictions? What, like we're two idiots making predictions here. I love it. It's a lot of fucking fun. Do we have do we have an idea of what the next round like might look like? Because no, I, I, I think don't, we I might. Don't, I don't understand the math. So I know I know you understand how it could look potentially all right well maybe west coast bias I'll, I'll tell you my breakdown for the west right now okay? okay okay so far we see colorado winning both their games looking really strong vegas only played one game right now but i am going to give colorado the edge see colorado goes first vegas goes second i think st louis goes third dallas two losses goes fourth right now now let's look at the west i still think the oilers pull it out i think the canucks are going to pull it out sixth place nashville i think is going to lose to arizona and i think calgary is going to beat Winnipeg. Winnipeg, yeah, exactly. So by that format, we'd have Dallas and Edmonton. And if we want to go up the ladder, we would have Arizona versus Colorado. We'd have Vegas versus Calgary. And we'd have your Vancouver Canucks against the St. Louis Blues. Defending Stanley Cup champions. St. Louis is dangerous, bro. I honestly think, though... Canucks have a chance against St. Louis. Yeah, I really this do. this guy's drinking the Vancouver Kool-Aid I am drinking right the Kool-Aid, but... The, Hear me out. The Canucks, on, they played man. St. Louis well this season, okay? 
Yeah, yeah. I think there's been some tough the battles Canucks there. Canucks are barely beating Minnesota. The St. Louis hasn't done much in their one game. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, no, no, no. But again, I'm just going back to the regular season. Yeah. I do think they play some tight games against St. Louis. I Compared to Colorado and Vegas, I, I think the Canucks are fucked against either Colorado or Vegas. Although I'd oh, love yeah. to see Colorado. That series would be sick for to see. For four games, they'd be a fun four games. 7-4, 7-4. But, four, four, but the Canucks try to play six, that way, three. but they just can't keep up because they can't roll four lines like Colorado and Vegas can, you know? Yeah. But I think Sa- up, against man. a slower St. Louis team, I think there's a chance, a chance the Canucks could pull Disrespect. it off. Disrespect. Okay, look, give, give the people a percentage. I, I want you on record. How much of a chance, percentage-wise, do the Canucks have against St. Louis in a potential first-round, quote-unquote, first-round playoff series? I give him like a 45% Damn, chance of winning. bro, this guy's drinking the Vancouver Kool-Aid, For bro. sure. 40, you don't think it's close to 50? I mean, no, these playoffs are weirder I shit. Don't. I would say 20, 21.6%. Wow. People that's, take, that's me being generous. Betting people are going to take those odds 100%. I think the Canucks have 45% chance of winning that series. The Canucks are, are playing Louis Erickson over 20 be, minutes a game, and this guy thinks yeah. that a Louis Erickson-led <laughs> Vancouver Canucks team is Yeah, that, that is drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah, I got to take it back. That's yeah. okay. Though. Forget that's everything Vancouver, I just West said. West Coast bias, baby. West Coast bias. And... and Meaningful hockey is back, and it feels good to dream. Exactly, dream this dream you actually cannot control. It's it's uh, it's back in our lives. This fandom, well, it's yep. it's been the case with me and the package for a long time. It's never going away, and I've been honest, it, it did go away with uh, Canucks for some reason. And right. I'm in the city. It's it is what it is. But ladies, I'm honest. Honest person, honest podcast. We said <laughs> quite a bit on here. Yeah. Um, do I, should I even bother looking at the East? You want, no, no, fuck the East, man. Yeah, fuck the East. Okay, yeah, let's, let's move on from that. Straight up, man. Um, what's been your favorite matchup so far at round one? My favorite matchup has been, has been Calgary and Winnipeg. Okay. I think it's only because of Matthew Kachuk, though. I just, I just enjoy watching this guy entertain every single time he's on the ice. And it, it goes back to even the regular season. I'm not watching every Flames game. I guess, you know, people are listening to this like, yo, you're not even watching hockey. Why the fuck am I listening to you talk about <laughs> hockey? But every no, time, I, every no, time, we got great listeners. every time he is on Hockey Night in Canada, and now we get to watch every hockey game right now, Winnipeg, Calgary, these three games, he is so noticeable and so much fun. Is he a piece of shit? Yeah, I guess so. He's not on your team. He's not on your team. He's a piece of shit. Imagine him against a series against Vancouver, right? Oh, bro, he'd be the most polarizing player. You don't think he knows? Because he seems like one of those dudes. You don't think he knows that Vancouver passed on him for his teammate? Oh, you know what I'm saying? Ole Levy. Yeah. He'd be polarizing, and he he just he just a super talented player, and we haven't even seen that that side of him, that that skill side of him completely in this series yet. He's been such an impactful player, right? Everywhere, right. Everywhere, yeah. and, and it's you know I was saying this outside. I, I believe it. Top twenty five player in the league. If I'm starting a team. Top twenty-five picks. Hey, let's just be real. Top thirty-two, top top thirty-two picks. Matthew Kachuk is one of those players. Yeah, no, he's a, he is probably the best Calgary Flame. And you, yeah. again, you're talking about guys like Monahan, Goudreau, uh, Giordano, who just won the Norris, Elias Lindholm coming off a ninety-point season. There's a lot of great guys in that team. And Kachuk, yeah, he just drives the the that Calgary Flames bust the most right now. It's not Monahan and Goudreau anymore. It's Matthew Kachuk's team. No, it's Matthew Kachuk's team. Sorry, cut myself out there. Yes, it's Matthew Kachuk's team. He's, he's the guy. He's the face of that that franchise. And I, I imagine if, if he was on your team, and, and I'm speaking to the people in Calgary, how do you think they feel about this dude? They admire this dude. They adore this dude. He's almost like, uh, almost like a Matthew Kachuk because everyone around the NHL hates him right now. He's almost like they're kind of Brad Marchand, Alex yes, Burroughs kind of player, yes. you know? 
and like they're gonna it. embrace the fuck out of him because he's such a shit disturber 100%. you love those guys when they're on your team for sure 100 percent, and he's still so young and marshall was a good player around this age too but yeah. not, not nowhere near the player he is today kachuk that is the ceiling that is the ceiling and if your ceiling is brad marshall that's a damn good ceiling that's a hundred point yeah. player that's the biggest piece of shit in the league. That's an X factor that not a lot of teams have. Talking about a, a cup champion there. Yeah, straight up, straight up, man, straight up. <laughs> oh, man, do you have a least favorite series? Least favorite series? And I guess one that I'm not even interested on on, on Twitter is, is Florida and New York. Yeah, it's Islanders, been a bit of a boring series. But I, I know Florida, Florida, they won today, so they made it 2-1. And I just remember seeing that highlight of that block shot by one of their players. Eric Holla, he scored a goal, and then he went for the big block, too. He had a huge game. And did you see Ekblad go nuts yeah, on yeah. the bench? Yep. On the bench. And there was still a lot Ekblad of Ekblad was involved in the, second, or in the third goal with Brian Boyle, too. Ekblad was rushing the zone. Brian Boyle kind of picked up the puck and My and guy's been watching hockey every single moment of it. Trevor Banks is probably so happy right now in life. Hey, man, we're on here silking filthy, hey, puck talking bullshit, okay, talking okay. about not just the Vancouver Canucks, the NHL, but of course we do got that West Coast bias. So, of course, man, um, of course. I was going to talk about the West Coast before the. Before I don't know. These. You just do it in because you love the West Coast. That's how much yeah, we love true, the West Coast. True. There's no segue needed, okay? There's no fucking segue needed. Whenever we, whenever we want to drop it, we dropping it. Dropping what? West Coast bias. West Coast bias. It is the best. Um, should we get to Beauty of the Week, man? Yeah, let's Maybe do it. end it off on a, on a high note here. Because there's it. one guy who's really deserving of okay. this Beauty of the Week. It's okay. been a while. Let's, let's run it. it. It's been a while. Let's do it. You're listening to Silky and Filthy. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I am beautiful in every single way. Unprofessional unprecedented and most recently unconscionable all right beauty of the week been a while but we got hockey backs so we got to get back to our favorite segment one of our only segments on the show since we we cut out meanwhile in canada sort of making a whole fucking show out of it but, you know, meanwhile, Canadian might return eventually for a segment or two here on Silky and Filthy. Uh, but beauty of the week, it's got to be Matt Dumba. Hockey Diversity Alliance, Minnesota Wild defenseman, made a great speech on, in game one between the Oilers and the Blackhawks. You probably heard it by now. And this dude just got a great story, too, you know. I, <laughs> and first, before I get into this, um, fuck Dustin Penner for being <laughs> just a... <laughs> A narrow-minded piece of shit. He was ba- you might have seen this tweet. I can't remember. I can't remember what he said exactly, but it was basically talking about how, like, basically what Matt Dumba said wasn't. It didn't have as much meaning because he wasn't black, right? Matt Dumba becomes from like Filipino heritage, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So it's like, yo, this guy's still an, a minority who's faced racism his whole life. He talks about it in this uh, spiel I saw for Sportsnet or on Sportsnet, I should say. And um, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was it was amazing, man. Like, and his mom came from was from adopted, came from a great family. Um, so Matt Dumba's grandma, uh, you know, who adopted Matt Dumba's mother, you know, she lived in a house full of, you know, they had like seven or eight children from like all different mi- like minorities. Wow. And so he just grew up, and, and she she sponsored apparently this couple sponsored family hundreds of families like around the world, like low income families in, in Africa and all this stuff too. So I mean, just a crazy a influence saint. in his life, and I think. You know, David Amber asked him a question, like, what would your grandma think right now? And you start crying. Doing? And he started crying, and it was just like, no, no, no. It sits okay. home. If you're watching that and have 
any any negative tone or just uh, any any sense of pessimism or any any words that would you know just dispute anything that he's standing up for. You are a piece of shit because that was so authentic. That was so beautiful. That was so that was so real, man. That was so real, and it struck a chord. It struck a chord. It, it didn't matter that that he wasn't black. No one does it, it doesn't at matter. all. No, the same he message. He was a minority. Tone. Yeah. Would it have had more impact? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. It doesn't matter. It doesn't man. matter, though. Still, it doesn't still matter. Something similar. The, everything he said and everything that he stood for, and, and again, just based on the delivery and, and what we saw through the TV screen, it, it just felt as if this dude is one of the best human beings in the world. He's he's destined to change the world. There There are very few people like that in the world. And look who... Look who helped him out. Look who he learned from. His grandmother, his mom. That That's why you do that. That's why you're nice to people. Yeah. You know, real talk, straight up. Because what her grandmother did, that is the complete opposite. The end of, the, complete, the complete opposite of, of being narrow-minded. Yeah. It is the most, again, most beautiful thing in the world. Yeah, selfless as fuck. It's awesome. It's so selfless. Helping so many families, so many children, and just teaching them to live life in a great way. You're helping generations. And again, what you're doing is just inspiring, inspiring kindness and authenticity and confidence and being comfortable with who you are. So I don't know, just just everything that that Matt Dumba said there, just uh, it it hit a chord. It hit a chord. And what he did over the weekend... His speech in in the middle of the in the beginning, sorry, of uh, the Chicago Edmonton game, beautiful. His his conference afterwards, authentic, and and for some reason it just felt it just felt capped off, not capped off because it's not over. It just felt even more important, even more real, just based on that TV segment, something that was produced. Yeah. But it just again something hit, something hit. Yeah, it was more his motivation for why he's doing what he's doing. And, and it was he, his comments about George Floyd. Yeah. Like, it wasn't as if he was trying to put himself in in the limelight as a black dude or someone like George Floyd. He wasn't trying to do that. Everything he was saying was how, how sad he was and how scared he was. Even though he wasn't black, he was so scared. So scared of the human race, of what is happening. Yeah. there's a, That's a genuine heart there, bro. That's a good human being. That's that's an ambassador. That's not only for the NHL, but for, for the fucking world, bro. For the fucking world. Yeah, well, he's in a position right now to kind of spread that word around. And, and and it's important, right? Like, you hit the nail on the head. It's just talking about being better, being better as humans, being better yeah. as a society, being more accepting yeah. as a society. It's not that hard. To, it shouldn't be that hard to do in theory, right? So, like, let's get on it. Let's fucking let's do it. Let's get on it. Let's get on it. Okay, so why don't we just touch on this, uh, this quote from Morgan Riley? I, I just... I just saw this, didn't really look into it, but let's uh, react to it or just teach me something about this because we're all trying to learn more. In, in his quote that that Joshua Clipperton, I, I don't know who this dude is, yeah, he's verified. Canadian CP. Okay, so he asked, uh, he asked Morgan, Riley, Morgan Riley about solidarity with regards to social justice movements and the anthems, especially after Matt Dumba's speech. This was his response, and I'm just reading the highlighted part. We obviously haven't had anyone kneel, and I think it's important that you try to respect that. Should I read the whole quote? Do you want to read the whole quote? 
No, it's 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 pretty long, but you yeah. can go check it out with Josh Cleverton on, on Twitter. I'm just trying well, to, try to be a good journalist. You, you can read not, it if you want, but yeah. it would take like a, it's like a sixty seconds. Dude, listener, do the listeners have sixty seconds? I, I mean, don't know, listening maybe to us they right do. now, do so. they want the whole quote? Yeah, and, maybe, maybe you should just go for it. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. We definitely talked about it, and I think that as a group, we agree with what Dumba had to say in terms of taking action. I think that can take different forms. I think that there's been players on our team that have had conversations with outside people with each other. We've talked about, <laughs> that's fucked up. We've talked about what we want to do moving forward. And we've talked to players that play on other teams about taking action, about doing certain things. We've chosen to go that way. We obviously haven't had anyone kneel. And I think it's important that you try to respect that. You want to respect people's opinions on things. In terms of what we're going to do moving forward, we have to continue to talk about that as a team and as a group. We're only going to move forward with certain things if we have everyone on board. And I think that's important. Not bad. I, not bad. I, I, I fucked up once through that whole read. No, that, that, no, that was a pretty good read. I think people should get the gist where Morgan Riley is coming from. And uh, what I took away from it is that Morgan Riley would make a good politician because he did, he did kind of do a lot of beating around the bush a bit there. And... I don't know. He didn't say much. He didn't he, say much. He didn't really say much, but I think but it's he did. But he did yeah. say a lot in. They're doing nothing. Like they're, but they're and they, talking we, about and like yeah, please weird. don't like patronize us for saying like that we're doing nothing. Like, yeah, people just that, say, that's like, what do it something, was. Right, that's, like, that's kind of what he's saying. But it is a bit standoffish for something that probably deserves a a bit more of an acknowledgement than that. And maybe that's just my opinion. Well. Yeah. But like you look at Tyler Sagan and uh, Jason Dickinson and what they did at the Vegas uh, Golden Knights game with Robin Lehner and Ryan Reeves. And like that was a yeah. beautiful moment. And that feels very different from the tone that Morgan well, I'll, I'll say this. Right I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I can't. Well, I could. I could speak. I, I could. I could speak with uh, more of a social tone. But admittingly, so I'm learning more and more about this world, and I'm trying to get an understanding of it. And it does seem so easy for the obvious thing to happen. Like, stand by these guys, especially in a league where so much, so much has happened in its connection with racism. We're just talking about 2019-2020. This should be easy. Imagine, imagine the impact that would happen if a whole bunch of white hockey players, white professional athletes were kneeling, were kneeling, it would be impactful. At the same time, though, you want it to happen authentically. You do. That's that's when it really hits a chord, doesn't it? When when someone does it authentically, not because yeah. there's there's all this noise outside. Yeah, I look like it's, it's, yeah. It's it's weird. Again, I, I can't I can't say too much only because I'm learning more and more. Again, it seems so easy. You got to take a kneel with the people. The, Look what the fuck's happening in the world. But at the same time, you want it to happen authentically and and real and just based on their merit. And yeah, I think that's what I like from the Stars and Golden Knights game where those four players all knelt together on the ice. I think that was different. It's something we haven't really seen before and seeing guys like Tyler Sagan who... You know, he's been a little bit, uh, he's had some sexist moments and, you know, making fun of the Sedins as being Sedin sisters and all this shit in the past. He hasn't had his great moments, but for him to be the guy to come forward and do something like that, it, it says a lot. Yeah, for it's sure. growth. It's growth, man. It's mistakes happen and people change and you should want to be better than what you were the year before. And you should want to learn from your mistakes and you should have faith that people can change their perspectives and change their tones and change the way that 
that they live life and the things that they say. That's what I believe in. So I'm not, when I read this tweet from Morgan Riley, again, what the fuck? What the fuck? It seems so easy. Come on, what, what are you doing? There, there's, there's an option here and it's so right. But it's, it's, I'm not him. It's, everyone learns at different times. Everyone does different things. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Matt Dumba. Hey, Matt Dumba changing the, the game. Of the Matt week. Dumba's changing the game, bro. Beauty of the week. Matt Dumba is doing a, like a lot, bro. This is this is powerful. One step at a time, man. It, it'll happen. I have faith that it'll happen. And yeah. hockey will change. Yeah, you know what, Maybe man? I drink too much green tea, man. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe I drink way too much green tea, man. You talk about Deepak Chopra on Me yeah. Canadian on the last podcast, and now That's you're just happens, right in the zone bro. now. That's what happens. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, doing this whole podcasting thing, and I, I, I watch, I mean, I read the books and, and stuff, and they're always talking about how you can't be in the middle. You can't be in the middle. You can't be in the middle. Nobody likes anyone that's in the middle. But I've told the yeah. people many times, honest person, honest podcast. My name's Kyle Bowen, K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. At this time in 2020, I'm looking at things a little bit differently because I can't pretend I know everything. That'd be a fucking lie. For dude. sure. That'd be a fucking lie. Like, how could I just jump on this, on the social wagon and just force other people or just be angry at other people when I have so much to fucking learn, dude. Yeah. And I, I don't care if other people get mad at that because I'm doing this for myself, you know? I'm, well, I'm more it, excited about how I'll be in two years, and three years. And as podcasters, yeah. I think if we if we pick up things along the way, I think it makes sense to share with the audience. Exactly. So I think one of the last things I'll say maybe on this episode of Silky and Filthy is go back to one of the episodes of The Quickie where I talk about being aware of hockey's culture change that needs to happen. And again, I found this great article done by a guy who'd done a ton of research, and it was about how hockey basically has a black quarterback problem. Right, and it references the NFL not really taking black quarterbacks as they didn't believe they had the same skill set to get the job done. And there's the same thing kind of in hockey with centermen. And you know, like even the the the, the wow. amount of black hockey players who should be drafted based on how many black people are in Canada and the U.S. should be way higher. And it's like taken from a whole bunch of other metrics. Anyways, go check out that episode. I have the link to that there. And um, yeah, yeah, like I said, there's there's a lot we can still learn about the game, man. But yeah. Well, you know, at just, the same time, enjoy hockey being back. And I think that's important because hockey is fucking awesome right now. But just be aware of what's going on. Pay attention to the Morgan Riley shit. Pay attention to the Matt Dumba shit. Yeah. And like, listen to Silky and Filthy because we're going to give you the fucking good. Talk and listen and drink some green tea. That's how I'm going to do it. Talk and listen and drink some green tea and chill with Trevor's dog. Yo, Guinness is, is here too. Hey, that was, that was a fun episode of Silky and Filthy. We went a, a bit all over the place. And, and it just, I'm going to be real, bro. I'm going to be real. Uh, I don't, I, where's the where's the button? I have this though. I'm gonna be real. That felt good, man. Silky and filthy hasn't been like that in a while, bro. Hey, we had the tasty takeaways. We had the dirty talk, and uh, we had some crazy ass predictions. And we had a lot of Matt Dumba, and you know, important talk about the Black Lives Matter movement and the hockey yeah. diversity lines movement as well. And you know what the craziest part is, man? Next week we're gonna be in studio talking playoff predictions. The Ryan Robin will be done. The Alexis Lafreniere draft lottery will probably be over. Are they doing it right away? No, they're not. I think not. it's August 10th, and today is August 5th. I believe they're doing it August 10th. Damn, they're really doing this to us, bro? They're so really doing this? It's going to be a crazy fucking episode next week. The Quickie, sipping on a 40 Power of the Towel, will have you covered in the meantime on the Nux Misconduct Network. Go subscribe to the network wherever you get podcasts by searching up Nux Misconduct. Go make your hockey life a little bit better, and watch some fucking hockey. Lots of games going on. Vancouver's playing tomorrow. That game is probably over by the time you're done listening to this. 
But again, no, they're, but they're wait. still playing tomorrow. Like if they listen to this on Thursday, you're still playing tomorrow. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> gotcha. But hey, that's why I'm your teammate, man. There we go. There we go. You want to close it out? Kyle? Got yes, I want to close it out. Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. We don't know when you're listening to this, but we, yes, we appreciate it. Peace.